journalism industry is basically in a free fall. Today, the Los Angeles Times laid off 115 employees. They wiped out their entire DC bureau in an election year. They laid off pretty much all of their sports teams. They killed their entire tech and business section. They laid off breaking news writers, social media editors, the list goes on. But what's really dark is this is just the latest in months and months and months of layoffs in the media industry. In fact, tens of thousands of journalists have been laid off in the past year. Major media companies like BuzzFeed News have completely shuttered their news operations. Time Magazine also just laid off a ton of people and oh, Sports Illustrated basically shut down last week. Pretty much the entire digital media ecosystem that myself and a lot of other millennial journalists came up in has been completely hollowed out. And it's not just digital media sites. Local news has been obliterated. The newspaper industry is cratering. Radio is essentially dead aside from NPR, which has been gutted. Meanwhile, hundreds of workers at Condé Nast, the parent company of pretty much every major magazine from GQ to Vogue to The New Yorker to Vanity Fair are on strike because they're also facing impending layoffs. Even mainstream national media outlets owned by billionaires like The Washington Post, where I work, and The Atlantic, where I used to work, have done layoffs. If you're a young journalist today, there's almost no on-ramp to traditional journalism. Even if you do get a job, journalists' salaries have been stagnant and even declined. And by the way, we don't make that much to begin with. I don't think people understand how bad the world would be without journalists. Well, listen, that's a risk I'm willing you to take. Get rid of all these legacy media hacks. I'm on board with all of this. That was Taylor Lorenz. Many of you know her as the Washington Post bully. She goes around and beats up on conservatives and doxes people. And she's just a horrible person all around. And so today we're celebrating the death of the legacy media. And so while Taylor is sitting there and she's horrified and upset, we are pretty excited about this. Independent journalism will thrive, of course. But let's take a look at what she's talking about. This is actually a photo from the LA Times newsroom. As you see, it's quite empty, thankfully. That's because they let go of so many employees that she detailed. And it's not just the LA Times, by the way, guys. If we go over to Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated actually learned a very hard lesson. They're practically extinct now. And it's all because they decided to put a biological, two actually, biological men on the cover of a magazine and now what happens? Well, everything that goes woke goes broke. And that is what's happening with Sports Illustrated. So today we are celebrating the death of legacy media and rightfully so. And I want to bring in somebody to join us in this celebration. Let's bring in Kane, the founder of Citizen Free Press. Kane, thanks for jumping on with me today. I really appreciate it. Happy to be here, Brianna. You know, I could have listened to T Taylor cry probably for a full five minute intro. That was fantastic. It was fantastic. Normally we don't do sound bites that long, but that was like the exclusive. I'm like, okay, 90 seconds. We'll, we'll let it go out for a little bit. Listen, I think it's a great thing that the legacy media is crying like she is. Honestly, they've never done an honest job at reporting. They sat here and they haven't asked the questions that real journalists should be asking. But independent journalism is thriving right now, right, Kane? Like your outlet's doing so well right now at publishing all these great quality stories. I know, you know, me on the other side of it too, after I left Fox Corp, my career has skyrocketed. So what do you think the real letdown in all this is going to be now that the legacy media is kind of shuttering its doors on a lot of these corporate media hacks? Well, I think there are new businesses that are getting started this week on mass classes for coding and coding specifically <laughs> for journalists. You know, seeing your smile on that, do you remember, this is going back about a year before Elon took over uh, Twitter, but do you remember when people were banned for saying learn to code? 
Yeah. Yes, it was, I do. It was, yeah. It was, I mean, that's, think about it. That's how far things had fallen. You literally couldn't tell a joke because there were several, there were several independent media people who were either suspended or had their accounts completely canceled. And, and it sort of, that was the Taylor Lorenz thing that, that, you know, she cried and, and, and was upset that, um, that, that the right, that all of us on the right are celebrating. And here's, you know, here's what it really boils down to. Since 95% of the media is essentially legacy media or regime media or mainstream media, whatever you want to call it, this, you know, these are sort of Democrat aligned media sources. They will, they will occasionally go against the grain, but for the most part, they're going to be aligned with the regime. And so why wouldn't be, why wouldn't we be thrilled? I mean, yeah. this is, we don't get any help, right? Not only do not do conservative media sources not get any help in terms of social media, right? For for the most part, Facebook has banned sharing and, and now they don't even really do news very much, but they banned sharing because conservative stories were gaining too much traction. So we've, and, and so it's, and it's not only social media that didn't allow sharing, but we all had trouble, trouble with advertising. There are, you know, we're all sort of the groups are well known, Media Matters and David Brock and others that have have sort of arisen in the past five years to cancel conservative outlets for simply publishing news. So I think given all of that back, has, back history that we all deserve to um, be able to enjoy weeks like this, and it's, it's an absolute media bloodbath. If you've been seeing Drudge, his headlines have include death spiral, bloodbath, nightmare, there's no way out. Like it's, it's fantastic reading. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, like people like Taylor Lorenz, she has not been nice to those on the independent side of things. And ultimately, I think it takes more guts to be an independent journalist and to be a corporate media journalist, because ultimately you're you're literally selling yourself. You are your only, uh, I guess, like sign of credibility. Like if you fail as a journalist, as an independent journalist, and you lose the audience's credibility, you will completely fail at this. There's no backup plan. And the Washington Post has Very failed true. multiple times to, yeah, to falsely report on news. And ultimately, they still have jobs. They still have their Washington Post credentials to get into exclusive events. There's really no downside for them. So when she sits here and, and she's crying, I, I don't feel any empathy for her. She personally has bullied several independent journalists on the conservative side. And, and mm -hmm. so I really love this. Now, Kane, mm -hmm. how do we move forward in the independent journalism world? How do we kind of figure out our footing in all of this? And how do we kind of fill in these gaps now that the corporate media world is kind of leaving open for us to take over? Yeah, well, you know, we're sort of in in many ways, you know, independent media, pardon me, I had a little, a little microphone problem there, but independent media, yeah, independent media, we're, we're sort of like, guerrilla soldiers is, 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 is a metaphor I would use, right? We've always had to survive on our own without much financing. We've had to develop crowdsourcing techniques, asking our readers for funding, for example. That's how CFP, you know, one of the things for your listeners that don't know about Citizen Free Press, I essentially publish headlines from about nine in the morning until about three in the morning at night. So there's 150 headlines every day and the newest ones are always at the top. So you don't have to sort of go searching. And my site doesn't have any advertisements. So how has it survived? I've done annual fund drives. So my readers have essentially funded funded the operation. Um, 
Now we've been really lucky when, you know, Drudge kind of turned against the grain in early 2017. And that happened to be right when I began. Mm -hmm. So I, I sort of lucked out, but the, you know, the, I, I think, you know, people in conservative media could take heart and could feel good about the fact that so many sites are succeeding. Um, in, in our case, we've been very, very lucky and we do a, you know, we do ridiculous traffic. We do 13 or 14 million page views every single day. And every month we have about 6 million unique visitors. And what that means is that's 2% of the stated population of the United States. So that means 2% of the country knows about our website, comes to the homepage and checks out the headlines. So I think all of these things are, um, are positive signs for conservative media. As for a way going forward and a pathway, you know, back to your question, as I said, I think, you know, we're used to, to fighting for scraps and, and learning how to, you know, get our views out there without help and without big funding. So I, I'm hoping that the likes of Rumble and Peter Thiel and, uh, and Vivek, you know, his Vivek sort of has a, a an angel investing uh, venture capital firm. And I'm sort of, you know, I'm hoping that the people with money in conservative media continue to sort of spread it around. And, and because I think the talent is there. I mean, look at your show. I think your show could fit immediately right into the, you know, into the lineup at Fox News or at Newsmax. And I know that's those are uh, bad words, uh, you know, given former your employers. Yeah, <laughs> Thank former you. employers. But the point is, you're doing this, you're doing amazing work out of your apartment after having, you know, had four or five years experience in the industry. You're doing amazing journalism, a, a top-notch show on a very low budget. And, mm -hmm. you know, and the, the production quality is very high. It's impressive. It's impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's, it's very easy, and I'll bring this up because we're going to talk about it tomorrow. It's very easy to do good journalism, right? So ultimately, I fill these things out all the time. So this is a FOIA request. This is a response that I got from the FBI. And this is what I do all the time, right? It's super easy to do real journalism to, to, to find actual stories. This one's about the, the man in Utah who was shot and killed by the FBI. Now, I have requested multiple times from the FBI their body cam footage. Now, ultimately, and I'm also requesting from local PD. Now, ultimately, I know like FBI doesn't actually wear, their SWAT team doesn't wear body cams, but I want them to admit it because they don't want to admit that their agents don't wear it. Right. So right. the reason why I'm saying this is because all of these these corporate media journalists, they would never do something this this mm. uh, real. I mean, this is like, this is, this is straight up like, this is going to take off some top people at the FBI that I keep asking that I'm potentially going to file a lawsuit against them. And that bothers them so much. The corporate media world, they won't touch that. They won't even try yeah. to, to ruffle up a little bit of feathers over at the Bureau. And so that's the different, right? difference. Independent journalism, there's no one that's going to hold, that's going to be over my head telling me what I have to say, what I have to do. And I've been in the corporate media world before. Uh, we, you know, we mentioned two of my former employers. I also worked in local news, and I'll get to that in a second too. But uh, there's nobody who's calling me on an editorial call telling me what to say. And Kane, you've sat in for those calls as well. They're literally, and you could describe it if you'd like, they're literally calls that tell you what the spin of the day is and how the anchors need to kind of, and the producers need to kind of angle all their stories, right? Kane, you, you're familiar with these discussions on editorial calls, that's correct? Yeah, I, I am familiar. I, you know, my background with CNN before I got into finance and then before before I got into journalism was with, I was with the Lou Dobbs show. So it was money stuff. So there 
we weren't really worried about upsetting people, but absolutely, I'm familiar. You know, there are certain there are certain lines you can't cross. There's a story that was on Drudge yesterday about the what led that their editor in chief to leave, and it turns out it was the publisher who was a who was a billionaire, a former physician, and that publisher had another physician friend, and L.A. Times was going to publish an article about a dog bite involving that billionaire and and Patrick. I forget his last name, but the, the owner of the L.A. Times sort of interceded and, and, and didn't want the L.A. Times to publish the story so it wouldn't embarrass his friends. So that's a small example of how, yes, absolutely, the powers that be when you're an independent journalist and you aren't you you aren't subject to the whims of advertisers and and and, you know, big money calling you as soon as you get off the air. When you aren't subject to that, you can chase down leads. You can cover stories like January 6th. Um, you, you can cover topics that are completely ignored for all kinds of reasons by the mainstream media. And it's and it's why I said in the you know, in that previous my previous response that we have to have money coming into this sector. You know, listeners and readers have to be willing to support, have to be willing to support independent journalism. And then we need the rich guys. We need Peter Thiel. We need Rumble. We need we need the rich groups to sort of spread money around and uh, and help conservative journalism succeed. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that front. It's it's crazy what you see in the newsroom and you see what happens behind the scenes. And I think I think most of our audience is quite well aware of that at this point because they are trying to independent journalism. But like I don't I and I know you're not fearful either. Like I'm not fearful of, of my job ever kind of diminishing because we are always in need. Journalism is always gonna be in need. It's just what kind of journalism you're willing to do which is kind of going to shift things around a little bit. Um, I'll give you a good story too. So I worked in local news. I worked at two local news stations too before I went back to Fox. So one was in West Palm Beach, one was in Tampa. And one of the newsrooms, uh, right before we did our afternoon broadcast, this was right before COVID even started happening, before we even had a confirmed case here in the United States, one of the anchors was like, come into the the studio. I want to show you guys like what I want. And he was doing all these dramatic turns and all these dramatic things. And was like, then we got to dim the lights on this corner because I'm going to. And then ultimately, after he finished mapping out what he wanted us to do and how to follow him around the studio with the cameras, he said, I want to scare the shit out of everyone tonight. (laughs) And we knew nothing about the COVID virus. And I'm just like sitting there like, what the heck is this guy talking about? And then, you know, fast forward, all of these people took in money, all these, not people, these networks took in money from the Biden regime to promote the jabs and all these other things. So it's just quite interesting about how everyone's kind of fallen the line. You don't really see that with independent journalism. Uh, I could speak for myself. There's no, there's no COVID money pouring in for me to push any vaccine onto you guys. And I don't think I'd ever take it. I don't think, I know I would never take it. Uh, But ultimately, yeah, it's it's quite concerning. I know our jobs are quite secure, so I just chuckle at all these people as they sit here and run in circles and panic. Because Kane, yeah. for people like you and me, this is a time to celebrate. This gives us more credibility, a, a larger audience, because there's more of a desire for the truth. And so I know you and I are both thankful for that. And we're thankful for everything that you do as well at Citizen Free Press. You guys got to head over to his website. It's amazing. You find every interesting story, unique story, and you seem to always put it up on your page before anyone else. And so if you're looking for the news in a hurry, this is the best website to turn to. It's citizenfreepress.com. Kane, thanks for jumping on with us today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it was a great appearance. Keep up the good work. Your show is fantastic. And um, and we look forward to more, uh, more crying episodes from Taylor Lorenz. I do too. I know. We'll get you back on if you see any more crying videos because you and I both have to celebrate them when we see them. Thank you, Kane. 
After a long day of filming, I've got to somehow take off all this makeup, but make sure that I put the nutrients back into my skin that it desperately needs. So I found this new skincare line. I have to tell you all about it. Givaderm is all natural products. I use it twice a day, I use it in the morning, and I also use it before I go to bed. First up, we have this clay cleanser. This is amazing because it takes up all of your makeup and it smells good too. Vitamin C is so important for brightening your skin. I also used to get super bad acne, and so it's helping, um, I guess, kind of like blended my acne scars a little bit so they're not so bright anymore. Here it is, it's the vitamin C serum. Just little pumps and put it on. And then don't forget your neck. Now moving on to step three, that is their Uplift Serum. You don't have to do that much. So many times I get like these high-end products and I'm clogging my pores and you can see it. It's literally always around here and around my nose area. But for some reason, maybe it's just because it's natural and it's not all that garbage chemicals that are into it. It seems to clear it up so well. Step four, it's the Bamboo Mist. It feels so amazing on your skin. I mean, you can literally name all these products that are in it. Definitely also like a cooling. And then this one, it's called Nourish. It's like this amazing cream, super light. You don't need that much of it. And always make sure you get under the eye area, not in your eyes. Give a Derm has done miracles for my skin. I highly recommend it to everyone, men and women, because guess what happens if you don't take care of your skin? It looks like you're aging quicker than what you really are aging. Natural products, all made in the USA. They don't support any of the garbage that comes out of China. It's not gonna be found in your products. I promise you that. You have to get this product. Click down the link below. Give a Derm is the product name and the promo code for 10% off right now is Brianna. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from my pillow. Towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know you can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. And if you enjoyed that segment, make sure you hit that like button. And if you want to see the news before it becomes the news, you have to subscribe to our channel. And well, if you have a liberal friend that you're looking to save, make sure you share this content with them.